<laughs> no. All right, luckily, whatever. Whoa, don't slip up or get cut. Why not, man? I'm coming for that number one spot. All right. Woo. Rappers swearing they don't talk. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But I'm coming for that number one spot. All right. All right, we don't have time for the rest. <laughs> we are we're crunch for time, and we don't remember how to do this because it's been how long? It's been, I, I think it was May. Sounds right. So it's been uh, five months, over five months since we last did one of these. Everyone declared us dead. They thought we would never get past 2007, but now we're back. Don't call it a comeback. Call it a season break. We'll try not to do only one of these every five months from now on. You know, I was going to tell you, you should introduce the podcast, but then are, have we ever actually introduced the podcast at the top of the episode? Yeah, I think so. Probably okay. the first one. Go for I it. I have to go back and listen. To it. And, it is, <laughs> and it is still our, you know, uh, we're, we're trying this relaunch because the first episode was by far our most successful one. And is that true? Yeah. I think <laughs> the only one with triple digit views. Wow. <laughs> And then everyone's like, no, not for me. Yeah, not for me. That's okay. Uh, well, we're back. Oh, my God. This is going to be a disaster. Um, we're back. We are in the year 2008. Um, we have a brand new guest, first-time guest. We have Max. Hello, Max. Hello. How are you? <laughs> You're in, uh, in Michigan right now. Ann Arbor. And our the home of many great music, uh, you know, a lot of music history there. Yeah, Motor City, uh, Motown. Yeah, (laughs) you have, you know, that's all we listen to. (laughs) Just, just Motown. Aren't the Motown and uh, Eminem? Eminem. Yeah, the Stooges are from Ann Arbor. I don't know. Oh, from Ann Arbor. Yeah, the Stooges. Wow. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I think there was like some punk stuff, punk history there, but um, not certainly not anymore. There's nothing yeah. punk about Ann Arbor anymore. <laughs> I can tell you that. No, you're just in the wrong department, Max. I'm sure if you're you're in the right department, you know all about the underground punk scene coming yeah. up with the students. Mm-hmm. There's no there, there's no current Ann Arbor punk scene. I mean, it's, you know, it's a they, you know they'd have to be able to afford to live here. I think. Uh, yeah um so the way i think we we have we have typically introduced guests is is we first ask about our guests uh music preferences that their music tastes so um if i were to ask you in some way to sum up like your music tastes or preferences however you want to answer that how how would you answer that Hmm. my musical tastes and preferences um i'd say i'm mostly like i'd say like indie rock music and hip hop, uh, and uh, oh, and of course, uh, stuff like post punk, uh, older stuff, um, like from the 80s, yeah. uh, and then going further back, yeah, like Velvet Underground. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know, I used to be very into music, like high school, about 2008 was probably the time I was most into music. And then gradually 
Uh, I think in college, uh, I was, uh, I, I joined the uh, WNUR, the rock show uh, on the rate, the Northwestern radio station. And it was too intense for me. Uh, I couldn't keep up with it. Uh, I couldn't know all the bands and stuff like that. <laughs> um, I mean, did you, were you like, with the college rate i mean did you feel like you had to like play the newer stuff or no no they were like don't play new stuff you have to like find deep cuts all the time and stuff and i don't know i just uh in general i'm i'm very like uh obsessive about stuff so i'll I'll either be like completely into something and really into it all the time or i'll just be like okay no i'm not i'm not really listening to much music anymore so um i don't know uh so like, I don't know, my, I was looking at like my Spotify uh, and it's like recommends the same, the same songs that I always listen to, which is like yeah. recently is like the Talking Heads and like uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's some diversity in there. <laughs> um, you but might... I'd say, I'd say importantly for this podcast, uh, I've never been that into pop music, uh, like the stuff that would be on the the uh, Billboard Top 100, uh, and especially in 2008, I was very anti-pop music, yep. uh, like 100% anti. Um, and so it's very interesting to revisit it now that I'm a much more open-minded uh, person. Uh, um, and I, I mean, I, I was like very snobby back then, and now I'm kind of like, you know, live and let live yeah. about it. No, is it truly never or was it like like for me it was like I'd say like fourth fifth sixth grade window is like fully on board with top 40 and then it was just like slow descent into snobbery and not listening to the current no 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 I was the other route into music snobbery which is was like I was really into like dad rock uh and like so I got like really into like the who and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd in like middle school and then that turned into uh, indie music. And then I met a bunch of friends that were like way more into it than I was. And they were like, oh, you got to check out like David Bowie and the Velvet Underground uh, and like uh, television and, uh, you know, shit like that, <laughs> um, which was definitely, yeah, I, I really loved it. And I, I love a lot of those. I love all, all that music still, but uh yeah basically when well i don't know if i should say this <laughs> go for it we have like five listeners uh, <laughs> well i used to download a lot of music illegally and uh, i stopped doing that <laughs> and i think it drastically plummeted uh, how interest how like involved of a hobby it was for me and i i don't i've never been fully satisfied with uh, spotify uh they never have quite everything that i want have I got, oh, I was going to say, I don't know how well it works with the uh, non-iPhones, but I've been, I try to get everyone to switch to Apple Music, but I feel like it just works so much nicer than Spotify. Mm. It has a, just a I, nicer I, interface. Yeah, I switched to Apple Music for like five, like less than a week, and I was just like, uh, this is not really like worth transferring everything over and uh, yeah i mean it's, i mean it's interesting because i i really didn't use spotify or anything that's like apple music or anything like that until like the last year when i started to go back to like in-person work and like it's just you know when you're not at your computer 
that's just the easiest way to do it um but yeah, yeah um and actually it's funny i mean you mentioned a lot of these bands but i i you may not remember this max but but when i visited will at one point in college ah wait i know uh, what this is yeah <laughs> i'm gonna touch on okay uh-huh there were two there were two uh albums that i guess somehow you shared with me i mean i, I don't even remember how but you shared with me that like became very very influential during that period can you can you name them well i remember we talked about uh the rapture right oh, oh that, that we, that I, we definitely talked about um like the biblical event no 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 the uh <laughs> it, they had the theme to that uh british tv show about the superhero oh, uh, kids misfits misfits yes they had the theme and i remember we talked that. about that that's what i remember as really? discussing. yeah I have no that. knowledge of the rapture is the name of the band, I believe. Maybe if if we did, I I was lying because I've no I have no knowledge of the Misfits at all, or I may not be remembering that. But the uh, Misfits, the TV show, not the band. Oh oh oh! The, <laughs> well, I have no knowledge of that either. Um, she watched such a good good first two seasons. Um, no, but you 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 shared with me that or I I got from you somehow two albums that like when I started listening and like opened up a whole new so they were uh the Nuggets compilation oh fantastic which I learned from the WNUR rock show people which uh, like yeah I mean I, I think that took me a little bit longer to kind of like actually go back and listen to and I was like oh my god like there's this whole history of you know older like garage punk music that I had no idea of um that and then the more immediately impactful one which was uh pixies uh i think probably mm. do little and yeah 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 like i would say you know my senior you know junior senior year of college you know maybe first year out of college i was like listening a lot to the pixies and i will say i mean i i still like the pixies but like i feel like i never listen to the pixies anymore and i don't know why but it may just be that I listened so much, like when I, you know, first started listening. Um, so yeah, well, David, you were also on your college radio station, right? Yeah, um, yeah, which is why, you know, yeah, I did I did college radio, and it was like, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I did it all four years, but like, that's why I asked about like, you know, feeling pressure to play certain music because, like, I think. I definitely noticed that like you know there are a lot of other shows that would play like new indie stuff that like I, that I liked you know like like every other show played like you know Fleet Foxes and uh, -huh. uh what else like uh I don't know like Vampire Weekend Vampire you know, Weekend big one yeah <laughs> big you know uh and like and I played that stuff too but I was kind of like you know try like try consciously trying to play like other stuff that probably wasn't as eclectic as I thought it was uh but like you know older classic rock hip-hop you know post-punk like you know all different types of stuff that you know and and it was nice I mean like you know there was very few restrictions in terms of like the only restriction was like you know you couldn't allow cursing in your songs which like wasn't that big of a deal to me but for other friends who had radio stations like they had to like wait until 11 p.m to actually do their show um, they could get away with cursing on because there was actually a rule but um yeah so so actually you you transitioned well to the the other question that 
we started to ask, which is, what did you listen to in 2008? So it sounds like you were very much like, you know, moving away, consciously like moving away from like popular current music. Yeah. So like 2008, this was like, I was really getting into indie rock music at this time. And what I feel like this year was probably the first year that I ever listened to, um, what's it called? In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the name of that band? (laughs) Neutral Hotel. Neutral Hotel, of course, yeah. Uh, Yeah, which was like one of my favorite albums. Uh, And I, for some reason, like Beirut was very popular at this time among my friend group. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, and I was also listening to David Bowie for the first time. So I was just getting into what eventually would probably be, I'd say, one of my main uh, areas of music that I like, which is like 80s music. Uh, this like, um, yeah, I mean, David Bowie, but then post-punk was also soon to follow (laughs) um yeah uh and yeah I don't know what like when did Vampire Weekend come out was it like that year yeah it actually might the first one I I I realize this now so uh I think it was 2008 maybe 2007 but I think 2008 um and actually the uh, the first memory I have of Vampire Weekend was um, uh, for our, co- or not college, for our high school newspaper, which Will and I both wrote on. Um, this was senior year. I was like the music, like, review person because uh, uh, I didn't get an editor job, but <laughs> it was fun to do that anyway. It's and better. my first review, I remember like, you know, the first time I, could do a review I was looking to see like what were the you know and they said like and it was basically just like choose whatever new album I wanted to review and there were two options I was looking at one was the one I ended up doing was like this Wycliffe John album which had like this actually I think it might have been in the top 100 but it was the song Sweetest Girl like which I think was like way down in the top 100 somewhere but which is like kind of a minor hit and like, you know, I knew who he was and I was like, okay, I'll just do this. And, you know, it's a very like unmemorable album. And then the other one, which I only, I only heard of, like, I didn't know anything about it, but it was like getting all this hype and it was like listed with, you know, like the new albums was the first Vampire Weekend album. And I remember I like listened to a, a, like the singles that came out. I was like, what the, like, what the hell is this? Like, yeah, weird, <laughs> like, like, what the hell? I was like, no, like I, this is too weird. <laughs> And then, like, you know, a few years later that they became, like, one of my favorite bands and still are. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Vampire Weekend was a big... Yeah. No, yeah, definitely among my friends, that was, like, a media sensation album. We were listening to that all the time. What what about you, Will? What what (laughs) were you listening to in 2008? This is, like, probably peak lack of awareness of anything current. Wow. Whether cool mm-hmm. and indie or pop. Like this was this was the midst of probably my largest Beatles obsession. Like, so I was like newly driving. I just had like the five CD changer all with a different Beatles album. Everybody got sick of me giving rides because it was always the same music. 
um, <laughs> lasted into like freshman year of college. So it was a long one. Um, but like, you know, we've all had our Beatles phases, I'm sure. This is probably like second of three for me. And it was just by far the longest lasting and most obsessive. So it was like, I was listening to nothing else. I was still a couple of years away. Like college is when I got into like cool indie stuff. So it was just Beatles. Cause I was like snobby enough to not enjoy the stuff on the radio, but not cool enough to have like, so it was probably Beatles and Eve six. Cause Eve six is just the through line <laughs> of middle school and high school. Right. That's the, that's the through line for high school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I think I'm pr- kind of along the same lines in a lot of ways. Like a lot of these, you know, big songs, I felt like I was kind of like actively resisting. And, you know, we've, we've talked about like in previous episodes, like I feel like we've general, I mean, you know, some of the, some of our past guests like are more, are have always been more into like, you know, the current popular music than Will and I, I think at certain points, but I think like we kind of all realized like, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, like that was the period when we were all at least, you know, aware. And like, that's, you know, of like the big popular music and, you know, that's kind of all we knew largely, you know, to, to some extent. And then I think like probably within just the last few years that we've done, like, it's like kind of consciously like moving away from, you know, or, or like, yeah, like trying to like find other, you know, types of music to listen to like and um I I mean I will say like going back and listening to a lot of these songs it's, it was interesting to kind of be like you know like listening and being like oh I remember hating the song and like but <laughs> now like but how do I feel now you know or like or like oh I remember liking this song because this is one of the few ones I liked and like here's what I think now but um yeah I think a lot of like I, I think that, I mean a big band I discovered I think around this time was My Morning Jacket for me, which like mm-hmm. I was listening to that uh, to the album Z a lot, and um, 2009 to, like the next year for me was like the big like indie breakout year like of like, but I was I, actually Bowie I think I was started to listen to around this time too. Um, yeah, definitely David Bowie and like uh yeah i mean kind of like you know the foundational like alt rock like stuff um radiohead you know all that stuff um yeah you two are both probably along with frequent guests and ex-co-host jonathan uh (laughs) definitely Mm -hmm. two of the biggest influences on new music that i started to get into in college for dave Uh dave would be like early college and you know hanging out and breaks and stuff and then max later college when we were living together and stuff yeah yeah but still, still a couple of years away. We have a we have a more have interesting music group. A web of connections mm-hmm. between the three of us. Um, all right, let's do it. So let's let's start off. Um, so we start the year two thousand eight. We have what ends up being the biggest hit of two thousand eight. It is number one from January fifth through March eighth, which is uh. 10 weeks and i don't think we even talked about this this didn't even end and this didn't start until it's seven it just started first week 2008 january 1st uh, (laughs) until march (laughs) the song of the winter um and it is low by florida featuring t-pain low 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 low
never seen nothing that'll make me go This crazy on like spin of a door Had a million dollar vibe in the body to go Them birthday cakes, they stole the show So sexual, she was flexible Professional, drinking Exino Hold up, wait a minute, do I see what I think I will Did a thing, I seen sure they get low Ain't the same when it's up that close I wish I could fade that out better, but um, it's okay. By 2013, I, you'll have got that. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning. So I, I promise I won't bring up too much dumb events that I just look up on Wikipedia for Designate. But I think it is worth mentioning in some ways, like because I've heard it talked about when people talk about this period. Is like we are. I think we're right now, like in the like worst part of like the like you know economic crisis, yeah. uh -huh. right? Because I think it started in like 2007, then went to 2008, and I'm seeing here like January 21st. I don't know if that was like, like the big like stock market whatever you know meltdown. But like, okay, so you're saying this is Flo Rida singing about stock market getting low is what you're saying. Ah, damn it, people! Oh, <laughs> wow. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. Damn, now I feel out of loop, but, um. But but I think like I I I've I've heard I I've seen things like talk about how like you know these big party songs like I mean they're kind of around, they're obviously around every year but I feel like I I've read things that like try to connect like the kind of you know like carefree you know party atmosphere a lot of these songs with like people just wanted like a break from the stuff which again I I think you could say that about any era but the uh, zeitgeist yeah it does feel like a very club heavy year like a lot of yeah club yeah. dance music i mean we've had it before but i think especially this year it seems to be yeah pretty pervasive <laughs> well I, I was gonna say uh i did leave one thing out i guess which would be re very relevant to this which is i didn't like pop music but uh if when you go to a school dance in high school <laughs> in 2008 there's no escaping it so I did have, uh, I did like uh, dancing, uh, you know, with the uh, girls that I liked. Uh, and so a lot of these songs I do have fond memories of, uh, and this one especially. I think this is maybe like uh, uh, one of the most iconic songs of like high school dance era for me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this may be something David and I don't have in <laughs> with you, Max. <laughs> well, we're, I, we're attending many high school dances. Yeah, right. Well, especially this period. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think like this was pretty inescapable wherever you went. Like, I mean, and obviously, again, it's it's the number one song of the year uh, on the year end charts. It was the longest one that we're going to talk about, and like. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of everywhere, and um, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, it's 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 like it's so perfectly made for like high school dances, you know, like like it's just like not even college dance; it's like high school dances. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like apple bottom jeans, like apple you know, bottom jeans, boots with the fur, right? Like, <laughs> and, and like flow ride. I mean, so I'll I'll just kind of delve into what like what I think now which is I, I've never liked this one <laughs> no? I just I like I don't like and I think and I think the reason why is I just think Flo Rida is like such a boring like rapper like I don't know what he offers exactly like I guess he kind of can rap fast and you know I mean I don't I, I don't know like 
I mean, I guess he can kind of rap fast. That's sure. <laughs> no, but that's his thing. Like, you know, sure, he, sure, sure. I know. You know, yes, he, he raps with speed, which, you yeah. know, not everyone does. But um, let's see. I mean, he, so, okay. So he's a co, him and T Pain co wrote it. Okay. So, you know, give credit to him as a writer too for this. But like, to me, it's like, what, what exactly does he offer? I don't know. Like, I think T Pain's hook is like what everyone remembers, you know? Definitely. Uh, and everything else is kind of like okay whatever like get to the get to the chorus everyone likes the chorus but mm-hmm. i don't know the, the song just still is like it's I'm, I'm not totally sure like what it offers besides just like high school dance music oh well what it offers today is yes. the wedding dance floor yes, <laughs> when i'm at a wedding my house is immediately <laughs> on the dance floor if this song comes up oh wow <laughs> That was my comment. David and I were both at the same wedding on Saturday. This came on. Everybody was dancing to it. It's yeah. got staying power. Did, oh, yeah. yeah. Did it come up? I, I don't know. This is on at some point. Because I was thinking, because we were just talking about it. And then I this song came on. Or I don't know. Maybe it was when we were talking about the song for the podcast. But I realized that for years, I've been conflating this song with Get Low. Yes, I don't think me I too. Can... Me too. I thought the exact same thing when I was listening to it. I was like, wait, isn't there a part about a window yeah, I was like, and I, that that makes sense to like it's almost just like it's almost like a more pg rated get low yeah i mean similar title like similar big like chorus that everybody knows and like yeah. people dance to uh and probably do similar you know get low moves to at the right point of the song yeah but yeah i don't know it's i like the song like this is probably true with most of the songs on the list since so many of them are like dance like like it's it's not the type of song I'm gonna just like kind of sit and listen through if it comes on the shuffle, yeah. <laughs> which is how I get most of my music these days and how I prepare for the podcast. But like you gotta grade the song and what it's trying to do, and it's like people still get up and dance to the song if it comes on. So I feel like you gotta give it that. That's true. That's true. I and and may and maybe the fact that I don't remember being played at at uh at Daniel's wedding also just shows that like it doesn't resonate as much with me for some reason so well, now I want to get confirmation of that because I'm worried I'm but I'm pretty confident it did maybe maybe when, when we hopefully have hopeful future guests Daniel Fletcher on at some point <laughs> maybe uh he can confirm or deny I did look at the lyrics for definitely the first time ever and I got a complaint about Florida rhyming lock with Gal was fly just like my Glock. Like, what? what come on. Why, why is this a line? Lock, lock, lock and Glock. So, so the couplet is Shoddy did that pop and lock. Uh-huh. And he rhymes that with Gal was fly just like my Glock. Like, he's it's, just referencing his gun yeah. out of nowhere. Because Very it rhymes different. with a lot. Because it rhymes. Uh, <laughs> but it's that's not even gotta good be, that's probably going to be rhyme. one of the most basic rhymes in like. Uh, in his lock and lock, yeah, that's lock and glock <laughs> and plus a glock locks so you know what i mean and the other half of the other side of that ababb structure is rhyming drop with guap so i had to find out what guap meant anyone I know think, this slang i i, I, heard, I, I heard the slang i don't remember what it means it sounds like a racial slur so i won't say yeah, yeah. A little nervous. <laughs> apparently it's just a oh big wad of cash a what a wad of cash Oh god, we're gonna get canceled. <laughs> we said that. Um, <laughs> so we can transition. So that's that's the biggest hit. Uh, but we'll, we'll move to a 
relatively big hit three weeks at number one march 15th to march 29th we have usher featuring young jesus mm -hmm. and it's called love in this club trying to find confirmation because i feel like i've heard okay i think yeah okay so this this song uh the beat was at least partially created through garage band <laughs> like this was like a default like synth the synth you know yeah it's just garage band okay okay um which at least wikipedia confirms shout out to apple <laughs> I feel like it's kind of, yeah, it's also like a you know garage band. I think probably yeah, I've already given one Apple plug this time. <laughs> Sponsored by Apple. <laughs> I'm recording on Apple. Um I I love this. I really like this song. I I mean I I think I like we've had a lot of Usher on this show because he goes way back. Mm -hmm. And I generally like Usher songs his big songs um i mean the synth is just it's a great just like you know overriding synth like you know shout out to apple again <laughs> um you know i i i think i just you know usher's voice like the way he phrases like i just think you know it's kind of a timeless thing which to me it's like you know i think we started talking about talking about him like 97 and like I think probably there'll be more Usher songs we talk about. So um, I'm also yeah, like, I don't know we, what? I just, I'm trying to think what Usher's left. I, I, I think we might have one or two more, but I don't know if either of you saw this, but he did a, um, he did a, uh, you know, the Tiny Desk concerts. Oh, I haven't seen his. Um, check that out. And, and there's kind of like this one moment where yeah. it kind of became like a meme. He just did like a little like, you know, uh, this just like, he did the little like this thing you know and it just began like this meme but but the whole thing the thing is like the whole thing is great like he just like sounds like so like it sounds exactly like the rick the record and you know he's been doing this for like so long um so Our audio listeners david did the disco move uh the two hands <laughs> and b sides across the eye he's across the eye thank you um yeah i really like the song i i i think i remember liking it back when it came out um and yeah i still do um this song is like one of many that we're gonna hear where i like the chorus a lot and i enjoy it and then every other part of the song i find like very forgettable mm -hmm. uh and not memorable and i don't know how much of that is just from like what i remember and if that or if that's just like my true take but like the rest of it just didn't do much for me but i did like the chorus a lot and like yeah, I mean, I like Usher. I just don't have strong opinions about the song otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't really like Usher all that much. Uh, I really was never into, have never been into R&B, like, uh, which this is more poppy than that, but like the... That's, an, that's another recurring thing on this. 
on this. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, complaining yeah. about every R&B song. It's, it's flat. <laughs> like, it's, and liking them a little more and more as they get more yeah, influences. Uh, it's mostly, it's mostly white men saying, "Oh, I'm <laughs> a big thing into R&B." What? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you know. Yeah, I just never got into it that much as a genre. Uh, this one, I don't know the synth. Uh, it sounds a little DDR to me. I would say, oh, uh, not which I like DDR, but uh, you know, I don't know, not that into it. Was this like the peak of DDR too? That might have been a few years earlier. Like, I think it was a little year. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I got a DDR mat for Christmas. Yeah, we all probably have like two yeah. <laughs> This is more like. Uh, late guitar hero era yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah like late we're late. rock band coming soon it's right well, actually, around yeah, the corner because this is this or, is like ps3s has come out or about to come out and i feel like peak ddr is definitely ps2 generation yeah 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 this is ps3 generation for sure <laughs> as we all measure time yeah. <laughs> oh i should have oh never mind i was trying to think i i, was, I almost thought i should have picked an apple game console to keep my apple theme going but that doesn't exist Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, Wikipedia is saying similarities to No Woman, No Cry by Bob Marley. And there's like, I'm trying to figure, like, that's like the last song I could ever imagine having. I mean, unless there's, unless there's like a chord thing, but I, I yeah, I don't yeah. know what that means. Very odd. I'm not smart enough with music. Um, all right. Uh, April 5th. So our next song, April 5th, it was number one. And then a few weeks later, April 26, it returns. And then a few weeks after that, it returns. Uh, I don't know if we've had one that came up like three different times, but yeah, I think it's the first. This might be the first. Um, is is Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. I feel like Leona Lewis kind of disappeared a little bit after the song, but I, I was this was a very yeah. big song. I think it was number two. Yeah, number two for the year. Um, mm -hmm. Thoughts on Bleeding Love? I really like this song. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I think, I don't know how much of this is me like nitpicking because I listened to this with more of like a critical ear for the podcast. But when I listen to it now, it's like, the backing track is just so so dull and repetitive like drum machine with like this weird organ drone which like of course is trying to put the focus on her voice because that's the whole point of the song but when I noticed that that just kind of started to irritate me it was just so repetitive um I feel like you could do a little more interesting and still not take away from her vocals but yeah I, I just think it's a really pretty song uh I think it's funny that we're finally out of the era where that American Idol winner always gets his number one on the tracks on the <laughs> charts. And now it's the X Factor winner gets her debut single on the chart instead. 
Oh, single. is she X Factor? Yeah, this is like X Factor. Mm. Like they, we need to find her lead single after winning X Factor. Yeah. All this like weird stuff going through different hands, and then like Simon Cal hearing this, like saying, "That's the one for, that's the one for uh, Leona Lewis." Um, so similar to a lot of songs we've heard before, but I think a lot better than all of those kind of okay. throwaway American Idol songs we've heard in the past. Yeah, we've heard a lot of throwaway American Idol songs. Um, yeah. Um, do you know who wrote the song? Well, maybe you do if you've looked it up. But the, there are two writers of the song. Uh, oh, I was saying this. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we have well Ryan Tedder, who, who's written, you know, who has gone on to write a lot of big songs. He was the guy from One Republic, who I don't know. Maybe there's a song next year. Maybe you know the song. Um, shit, what's the what's the name of that song with Timbaland? This is gonna bother me. But anyway, they had, they had at least one big song. Uh, and and I think Blast from 2008 or maybe even earlier, Jesse McCartney. I don't know if you guys remember that name, but. Of course, uh, <laughs> he, he, he was a co-writer, so, uh, huh. which is weird because he's not. I don't see the connection, or the, <laughs> he's not British. But um, yeah, no, I think I pretty much totally agree with what you're saying. I think it's a really pretty song. I think it's kind of like has that timeless quality, which like is, you know, makes it timeless, but also like. Maybe that's also why it sounds a little dull, you know, like, because it is going for that, like, mass appeal. You know, there's not a whole lot going on with, like, the backing track. Um, and I don't know, like, I like I, I think it's also, like, sometimes when I hear a song like this and, like, know that, like, okay, Leona Lewis hasn't had, like, quite the success that maybe, like, you know, some thought she would with this song. Like, it kind of makes me wonder, if, like, is there, like, you know, is it because like her vocals just like there's it's not as unique or like you know she doesn't like stand out for some reason for people and I, I don't know I mean it's obviously there's a lot of factors but um you know I think she does kind of have this like timeless like you know this could be the number one song like any year we've done uh which you know is I think uh, a good thing to know and probably works as benefit ultimately Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty. I got kind of tired listening to it. Uh, um, yeah, not for me really, but I can, I could, I could appreciate that. Is it's uh, she has a great voice. So that's <laughs> three like passing grades for Leona. <laughs> so, just enough to like you know we appreciate it. Thank you. Like, she got no X's or. Or she did get X's. I don't know no, how this show. Don't, you don't want. X's. I mean, X's are bad. Okay, so yeah. zero X's. <laughs> oh wait, no X's are America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, not presumably, the X. Oh, okay. presumably Britain's rolling. Got Talent. Wait, X X is not X Factor. That the big X where they do the thing is not X Factor. I don't know. <laughs> Unless they have it too. I don't think I've ever seen X Factor. Yeah. It's impossible to tell if the X Factor is a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> is X Factor like any talent goes, or is it like specifically singing? I'm pretty sure X Factor is just like American Idol. Okay, let's see. But it doesn't have like the crazy Sikh guys that are like doing gymnastics over each other and <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I think just... it, yeah, it is like singing. Hmm. Um, I'm learning new stuff. Um. So, because the thing I read is the uh, the One Republic singer had a rule 
the one the guy who wrote the song had a rule he wouldn't give any music to American Idol winners but he hadn't heard of X Factor when she gave it to Leona Lewis so it's like if he if he knew what X Factor was the song might not have been. <laughs> that's a really weird rule to like have when yeah especially for somebody like not very big like to, yeah. very like mass appeal songs in the first place doesn't like, seem no, like he would have been big enough money. to turn down money from yeah. Simon Cowell at this point. One Republic is, you know, they're they're DIY, you know, they're they're big, like, you know, indie cred guys. They don't want to give it to, you know, mainstream TV shows. Uh April 12th to April 19th, we have probably I think probably the most recurring artists we have on the show. It's Mariah Carey, and it's touching my body. So let's let David start because Max, you probably don't know, but David is our by far our resident uh, Mariah Stan. Mariah Stan. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Mariah Stan. Um, <laughs> what do you, you think? What? Well, I don't know if you're the resident Mariah hater. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it would just be a horrible way to live your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do think like going, like doing this podcast has made me kind of go back and like reassess it's like you know how is it that she's had so many you know because for probably the first like almost 10 years that we did I think she had at least like one song Mm -hmm. um and I think well I think you're forgetting how early we started we had some no I know but no but she took it took a few years no no it did not she am I wrong no no 91 she had at least one um okay Sure, her actually, her uh, debut album was 1990. Okay, my fault. Before we were born, uh, which, you know, uh, is crazy. But um, yeah, with that all being said, I think the song kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> it's boring. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just like, it's so light like i mean i i know it's like it's not you know it's, it's not supposed to be like some big like powerful like thing this is like very light pop music um i like the music video which starred uh jack mcbriar uh, i did not know that i gotta check that out it's a pretty great music video. <laughs> it's, it's it's a good concept too it's like he's he he's like a like what do you call it like best buy like gen- not genius but what you know the people the people like do tech stuff at Best Buy. Yeah. Uh, you know, geek like, squad. Yeah, yeah, geek geek squad. <laughs> He's like a geek squad guy, and he goes up to Mariah's apart, uh, not apartment, her man, <laughs> uh, and like has this like fantasy of like the 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 both of them just like you know flirting around and like frolicking and like you know playing games and like it's it's pretty funny and you know, <laughs> then it's like you know back to reality and it's like. You know, are you gonna fix my computer? Like, oh, the internet's over there. Like, and you know, Jack McBriar, and so I love anything Jack McBriar does. So, um, it's a great music video. But yeah, song wise, it 
like I, 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 I've defended most of the big hits. I think, you know, there's something that stands out, but this one is just like, like, it's just such a, like a throwaway, like, like pop it that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, uh, I marked down on my playlist, which ones I liked and I hit like, and I said that I liked this one and then you played it and I almost couldn't remember it at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's very forgettable. <laughs> well, right. I mean, and, and it's worth being like, you know, I think we all at the very, like, I think we all said like we remembered bleeding love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, I could see like not remembering the song, you know, maybe also because like Mariah Carey's had a lot of hits, but you know, I could see this not being like one that sticks around quite as much in like someone's memory. I think I like this one a little more than the two of you, but it is another one in my like pattern for the year where it's I like the hook and chorus, like it's that works for me, and then everything else is very kind of uninteresting. Um I, I do want to quote this review from the New York Daily News. Please. It's, you know, a rag of a paper, so take off the grain of salt. But uh, <laughs> it says, a single that could have been cut by anyone hit Divat today has scored a chart grand slam. There's just one small price to pay for all this. The singer's soul. Very I think it's just... What, so this is where she sold out? Like, when... <laughs> I think the way I interpret it is just like, they want Mariah Carey to go off and show off her voice. And she just did this very like cut and dry, uh, like dance pop song. And so that's, that's the giving up on her soul. <laughs> okay. When did, when did all I have for, all I want for Christmas is you come out? <laughs> that was, that was early nineties. That was like mid nineties. I feel like, I mean, <laughs> that could be soul? the more mass appeal song than that. <laughs> Right, well, a fantastic song, but like, uh, I don't think it's possible to sell out after making a song like that. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, what, or maybe they mean the Christian soul, and that was well, like they're just we only that was good for the soul. material for Mariah Carey. She, we need we need like, East we need Easter song. We need a uh, uh, assumption uh, ascension, <laughs> the Immaculate Conception song, Hanukkah song. <laughs> Mm, no, only Christian Same. holidays. <laughs> That's fine. All Saints I, Day. I don't want Mariah jumping on my <laughs> bandwagon. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, um, I I end with a yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, May third, so this start, starts at May third, then jumps back. Uh, I would say maybe the second runner up or or the runner up for Song of the Summer. There's another one we'll talk about. Um, we have the first number one song by Lil Wayne. Mm. Maybe the only, at least the one. I think that it is. I think, on. The only I think one. it is. What the only Lil Wayne? And it's called Lollipop. I'm a rap like I got some tight respect for myself. I don't. Hold on, hold on. That's wrong, Kanye. <laughs> that's the remix. Oh, okay. That's the remix. Kanye's not on the. Uh, he's, this is the real one. I told her back it up like burp, burp. 
and she kind of right the course. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this. I, I, to me, I don't know, maybe this, you both or maybe feel the same way, but when I think of the like 2008 music, Lil Wayne is like the one that comes to mind for me. And again, mm -hmm. maybe this is like, you know, I was still tuned in enough to like know that, but he was so big. Like, I mean, this was such a breakout year for him. Like speaking, you know, and speaking of someone who like, you know, started off very much like, you know, a mixtape rapper, like, you know, very much like, you know, like a critically acclaimed rapper that wasn't really huge and then just like blew up. Um, and yeah, like every, I, I feel like, yeah, senior year of high school was like, he was like the inescapable artist from my point of view. Um, and yeah, and this was, I mean, obviously it's a big song. I should, I should stop saying that for every song, but like, um, with that being said, this is a weird song. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> it's such a weird song because A, it's not, like, this is not really representative of Lil Wayne. Um, you know, it's got this, like, auto, you know, it's heavily auto-tuned. It's almost more of, like, a R&B song in a lot of ways. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll mention that I really like this song. <laughs> um, I think at the time, like I liked it. I, I I don't think I loved it, but like, it is just like it's such a weird song. Like, and and hearing it now, I think I appreciate that more. Like, it's just like, it doesn't really sound like anything else. Like, it's like just this weird, like kind of slow, like R and B groove, but then just like totally like off the you know top of his head rhymes and you know, these weird kind of, you know, noises that he makes that, you know, in between verses that I think became pretty, like, associated with him. I, you know, I, I think Lil Wayne is, you know, really a pretty important artist during this period. And this, again, this isn't representative of him in a lot of ways, but I, I it's just, it's such a weird song that's like, I love that. Like, it, nothing else on the list sounds like this to me. Yeah, I don't love it as much as you, but I, I definitely have similar opinions in that it is, it's like, it's very kind of refreshing after hearing the other songs on the list, like the beat is just so much more interesting than uh, most of the other number ones. And I agree with you, it's it's odd for Lil Wayne, because it seems like, remember when we were talking about, I don't know what year it was, but a couple episodes ago, like Crunk and B, which yeah, well, I don't know if it was a genre we knew, but it like, it definitely feels like so much more kind of like Crunk in the in the instrumentation and the and kind of the funky beat uh, compared to what I think of when I think of Lil, Lil Wayne. And I would never have guessed this is his biggest song, but I also have no idea what I would have guessed was because I can't think of any kind of it's huge like hits. Not, he's not like a radio hit kind of guy, right. right? Or if he is, it's like he's doing a feature on something. Yeah, that's a big right. I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, go, go ahead. Well, I was just going to add that I can't figure out if I like the auto-tune because Lil Wayne's got such an interesting voice and you kind of lose it when it's auto-tuned here. I mean, yeah, I think, well, you know, so it's good that you mentioned that because I think like this is, again, kind of a peak period for auto-tune. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> We're just coming off Akon's huge album, right? A, you know, Akon T-Pain's everywhere, like... Yeah, uh, T-Pain is all uh, over this list. Uh, uh, you know... Oh, T-Pain is from men, yes, yes, yes. Um, 
other artists are using it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like to me, um, again, maybe this is why like at the time I maybe wasn't quite as high on it as I am now, like just because it was everywhere where it's like, okay, you know, I, I think a lot of rappers were getting kind of heat for like jumping on like the, you know, autotune bandwagon and mm -hmm. like, you know, I mean, Jay-Z around this time put out a song called yeah. uh, Death of Autotune that like was basically like, criticizing it, even though like he kind of also used it. But um, I don't know. I think like to me, at least like Lil Wayne's using it in, in a way that's like kind of like only like accentuates this like weirdness, you know? <laughs> like I think, I, I and plus like, I mean, you mentioned like the kind of crunk thing. I... I see what you mean, but I think it's also like crunk is like much like you know kind of harder and like more immediate like big beat like this is not really that it's like such well, a well that's why I said crunk and beat that's the uh, okay, the softer enough. side Thank of the crunk beat. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I also just think you know his just general like his, you know his voice is you know styles just so different than like even, you know, the other big rappers of this period, which, you know, is to his credit. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I have to apologize, uh, take away my Louisiana cred, because I've never been into Lil Wayne. <laughs> uh, and I guess, and I think part of it was the time when I, uh, when all this stuff was coming out, when Lil Wayne was becoming popular, I wasn't into uh like popular hip-hop music at all and I wasn't really into hip-hop music barely uh but like my brother for example he's just a few years older than me and he and his friends were like super into all of it um it just didn't hit me the same way and yeah listening to this song I did not like it uh and I think the autotune was very uh grating to me especially on this one particular one I think like it can be used like in a way that's fine uh, but I didn't like it at all on this one. So this one was definite, maybe my least favorite of the song so far. I'm 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 glad it's always it always makes me happy when we get like very divergent opinions on songs. <laughs> yeah, this is I'm becoming repetitive, but for me, the only thing I did say when I was talking about was it's another one for me where the chorus I find so memorable and everything else I don't need. It's just yeah, well, it's like oh it seems like there's nothing, <laughs> I don't know. Uh but I was going to ask about T-Pain. Uh, this seems like, yeah, the peak T-Pain year. But it, it adds the question to me, uh, when did uh, I'm on a boat come out? <laughs> because that was like, that was kind of the signaling the end of T-Pain. It was like, he's so oh, wow. big. He's in this huge parody of himself, basically. And then he kind of became a joke for a while. I, I I just looked it up. Uh, really, uh, beginning of two thousand nine. Ah, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so the post. So this is the this is the uh, the the golden age of T Pain before yeah. people are tired of it and making fun of him. Yeah, right. it was a short cycle because yeah. T Pain was well. Bayou Drake was last year. Yeah, we talked about that. But that was his second album, I think. So his first album year two before yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean that was. I think probably the peak uh, in terms of, but you know, he's all over like, I don't know if he's on other songs on the number one list, but like if you look at the top 100, he's the top 100, he's all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd be interesting to see 
in 2009 if he appears again. I don't I, I'll have to look that up. Um, all right, May 24th, only one week. And number one, we have Take a Bow by Rihanna. Don't tell me you're sorry because you're not. Baby, when I know you're only sorry you got caught. But you put on quite a show. Quick cut off from you, Dave. Yeah, I tried to do it on the beat at least. I like this song a lot more than I expected to, because um, I feel like, well, everything Rihanna was played a ton around this time, but I didn't have any strong memories of it. And then when I heard it for this, I was like, it's a really pretty song. It's like it kind of bucks the trend of, like, I feel the backing track is a little more interesting than most of the kind of ballads we're hearing around now, like. It's nothing crazy but it's at least got a moving piano line and you know a little bit of kind of dynamic changes that a lot of the other songs are missing uh i liked it you know it's i'm not in love with it but i think it's, it's just the it's just a pretty song i'm a sucker for a ballad and kind of you know when they stand out from a lot of like r&b and hip-hop and, and things that don't have like the vocal features as much uh and I enjoyed it. I think You Look So Dumb Right Now is such a great line to open a song with. That's fun. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, so she, I mean, speaking of someone else who's everywhere on this chart, and, and we will hear from Rihanna again a few times. Um, it's it's interesting because it's like, you know, it's it's really interesting to me to like compare like these early Rihanna songs to like what she's put out you know, in more recent years, like, because I think she's gone, like, kind of, like, on a way more, like, kind of gritty route. Uh, I mean, her last time was, you know, five, six years ago, but, like, you know, like, very kind of, like, you know, like, the song Work is, like, very kind of weird and, like, you know, very, like, um, almost, like, reggae influence, like, a lot of, like, patois stuff going on, and this is, like, such a, you know, classic sounding kind of ballad song um yeah no it's 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 a pretty song i mean uh co-written by neo who i think we've talked about um he's had a lot of random writing credits yeah he's 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 a lot um yeah i mean it's pretty it it doesn't stand out that much for me um she has a few other ballads during this time like i to me like her ballads have always to me at least not stood as much out as like her you know poppier like songs yeah totally so. Yeah, I mean, this just, it's like, uh, I mean, listening to this uh, music from this year, I was like, number one, I really like Rihanna. And number two, I'm really surprised that this was one of the ones that was the number one. Because uh, yeah. I didn't remember this song at all. Uh, and I was like, it's fine. Uh, and Rihanna's great. But I don't know, it, like, the other songs on this list, I thought were way better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's almost like it's like doesn't stand out, but like it almost seems like it's not supposed to like stand out as much. Yeah, I I don't claim to understand the single release uh, strategy. Uh, Maybe you got to put a ballad on there and it'll hit the R&B radio. Are ballads like, and especially ballads for people you don't think so much as being ballad singers, like they literally since 91, they'll always pop up. There's always been a, there's always been a desire to have 
you know, at least a little ballot representation on the number one. Like, <laughs> I'm kind of like looking at her single discography and it's kind of interesting, like she doesn't really, well, actually that's not totally true. I was going to say she doesn't really have a big ballot for like years after this, but you know, that's arguable. Um, yeah, it's, and also this was, this was like the, a re-release of her previous album, which is the one that had like Umbrella mm. and like, yeah, like other, you know, don't stop the music, like these bigger songs that maybe, maybe it was almost like this is like a B-side type thing <laughs> that just so happened to like become number one. Um, June 28th, only, I thought it'd be more, but only one week at number one is, I think the first song by Coldplay we talked about. Mm. And it's called Viva La Vida. Feel the fear in my enemy's eyes. Listen as the crowd would sing. Now the old king is dead. Long live the king. One minute I held the key. Next the walls were closed on me. And I discovered that my castle stand upon pillars of salt and pillars of sand. on Viva La Vida. Um, well, I feel like it was very cool at this time to hate on Coldplay. Uh, they were uh, very, uh, they were kind of a punchline band, but I gotta say I did like this song uh, and I didn't really want to uh, coming back to it, uh, but I really did enjoy it. Um, this is kind of closer to the kind of music that I liked around then. And I think at the time I did kind of like it. Uh, and I was like, okay, this is an interesting kind of thing to hear on the radio. And uh, I really like the how full the sound is. Like, uh, I don't know if this is the right term, but like wall of sound kind of thing. Uh, like, I mean, that swell, yeah. like right right into that, uh, that right where we cut off. Um, I don't know, I, I liked it. I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, uh, with that said, I I think I I mean, I don't I don't I don't know what my relationship with Coldplay is exactly, but like when this album came out, I remember being like, oh, I these are good songs. Like I, not even like a you know I love like you know I'm gonna listen to these songs all the time, but I was like, it's kind of like I was like, oh, I gotta admit these are really good songs. Like you know, really well, good job. Um, and I think in a weird way, like this might have been slightly influenced by the fact that like I started to kind of pay attention to like critical reviews of stuff, you know, for the first time. Like I probably just maybe just started to like listen, read like Pitchfork stuff. Learn what Pitchfork is. Yeah, I think yeah, I remember like, Pitchfork liked this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do kind of remember that. I was never that into Pitchfork, but for some reason that sticks out to me. Yeah, like I... I you know, so like I feel like they were getting like more critical claim for this like album. Um and the singles I liked and the song was kind of everywhere. And it is still yeah. like, you know, you hear this in like malls, you hear this in like CVSs. Um, but it's a really good song. <laughs> I mean, I like I, I just feel like, you know, removing all that stuff, it's just like I, I completely agree. I think the production's really great. It's like you know yeah. the bells the like you know orchestrations just like this is a really pretty song like i can't 
there's not much to hate like to try and hate um this album actually was co-produced by brian eno which hell yeah um which maybe also gave them some like new cred that they didn't have before that's why the production's so good yeah there you go. <laughs> the guy who produced you know bowie and talking heads you know the coldplay got him so yeah i mostly agree with you guys i think in my notes i wrote that it sounds a lot like clocks but worse but okay i don't know when i heard it this time i thought less that and i didn't actually realize the clock so maybe i'm just totally wrong but i do mm-hmm. think i don't know maybe it's just more like that was just an urge to say all coldplay songs sound the same because i feel like a lot of them <laughs> do but yeah david mentioned what i was going to say which is that specifically for this song brian Eno is credited as creating sonic landscape so that's the like wall of sound that max is here and it's definitely there it is I, like that's what i meant refreshing. sonic landscape uh, <laughs> it's very refreshing to hear this like sweeping orchestration that's missing from anything else like in the number ones also of note there are three separate plagiarism allegations with the song including one by yusuf islam aka cat stevens and i guess that was like a topic of conversation because wikipedia also talks about like there's a music professor who did an analysis and it said all three songs comes from like the 1700s Italian <laughs> and it's like huh there's like some odd but, but kind of familiar that, melody going on here that almost seems like so obvious that like of course like you know these like classic like melody yeah. like, it almost seems like a, like I would be surprised if it wasn't like in a lot of ways but I feel like that probably doesn't diminish it like it's not like they like stole some new like other song from the same i don't know you know it's by i i didn't know that about the plagiarism allegations um so now we move on i think this is the real song of the summer we've talked about all these other ones this is july 5th to august 16th uh seven weeks in a row i'm surprised it was that long i like I thought Viva La Vida would be that long, but maybe it shows what I know. Uh, first song from Katy Perry we've talked about. Mm, yeah. I Kissed a Girl by Katy <laughs> Perry. first single i think hit single from katie perry debut single was it the debut one? debut okay yeah, wow. yeah yeah it's certainly the first one i ever heard by her yeah certainly her breakout um although she did release a gospel album before this when she was 16 mm-hmm. under under the stage name her real name kate kate hudson kate <laughs> hudson and she changed it there's another kate hudson yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is an interesting one. <laughs> well, I'll say, I think this is a great go song. First. I really like this song. I just think the beat, like, it just rocks so hard, and it's got some interesting dynamic changes that's, I feel like, missing throughout the year. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, obviously, it's, like, a little frivolous, but I just think it, like, it, like, goes hard. It's, like, 
makes you want to dance, like very sing-alongable. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my comments are more just kind of about when it came out. Like, I feel like this felt so scandalous when it came yes. out for some reason. Yeah. And then when I like realized for this that it was in 2008, I'm like, why? Like, it, it, yeah. it, it's, well, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, changed very quickly, yeah, I think, you know. But like, we'd already had like, yeah, but I mean, Madonna like, kid, like, was it scandalous? I don't really remember. I mean, I, like, that's the impression I got as like a high school kid hearing it. I don't know what like the narrative was, like what if people were talking about. It. But to me, it felt very scandalous. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, I think uh, people were very them. not comfortable with like fluid sexuality and stuff at this time. Uh, but still I, a number one for a long time. So how? Yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, it. But. Uh, <clears throat> Hmm. well okay i i like the song i like the song um i don't want to get too deep into 2008 sexuality yeah. um i liked it i think i didn't like it as much as the other one uh which we'll talk about later um but i was gonna say with both of these songs it really struck me coming back to them uh katie perry lyrics in this album are like kind of uh misogynistic mm. uh this and this one is like very hetero like uh it's a little yeah. homophobic it got criticism for both yeah <laughs> yeah it's interesting well so the interesting thing to me so katie perry's is kind of interesting to me because i think like so one thing i think is worth mentioning is so she kind of start off like she, she was on like warp tour you know she was like very much like mm. part of like the like pop punk scene that makes sense because i was kind of surprised listening to both of these for the first time in a while how how much they rock uh yeah, how- yeah and it's very like this is a very Heavy like guitar and stuff. pop rock like you know yeah yeah i mean actually there's another song that well i'll just say like th- this could be a pink song like at least just the orchestration yeah, definitely yeah yeah that makes sense. so like very much like of like the pink like maybe like Kelly Clarkson type, you know, like yeah. box and, light pop songs. And uh, I guess it's not until like California Girls that she's more like- Like straight pop. Totally poppy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, I think you're like, it definitely stands, it, it stands apart from like those songs, like not to say it's better or worse, but like it definitely is like, it feels a little different. And so it's kind of, you know, yeah something i like i think it'll be like this is a great karaoke song like it's just you know <laughs> catchy but you know there's a rock beat like there's those those kind of just fake sounding guitars like mm-hmm. uh i think that in retrospect there's a lot of like you know things to possibly criticize about it's you know sure lyrics mm-hmm. and just kind of you know like you know I mean, what what's the word like? You know, like fetishizing appropriation, uh, but it's like yeah. you know, like was well, like kind of fetishizing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the word. It's fetishizing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, uh, I mean, it was very provocative. I would say at the time, and you know, well, people talked about it, uh, yeah, and <laughs> and very in a positive, successfully, in a positive for, way. I think, like, uh, yeah, I had yeah. some. Very good conversations as a result of hearing yeah. this song. Through yeah, kind of but also just a really cool. smart marketing move for somebody's yeah. first single. Like, oh, talked yeah. about so much. Uh, a couple of random facts that I found while looking the song up. It was offered to Macy Gray first, which seems unbelievable to me. Wow. Like, 
Can you imagine Macy Gray during the song? I like, I can't even begin to think about how, what it would well, she, sound like. So, so she co-wrote the song. Did, did she then offer it to other what people? What I read was it was offered to her. I don't see her as a songwriter. I think it says, you know, it was, I, I think it was probably Dr. Luke probably wrote most of it. And then like, then maybe she made change. I don't know, like that, that's a common thing. But yeah, maybe like the producer offered it to someone else. And the other fact, which I had never heard before, was that Miley Cyrus claims it's about her. <laughs> Wasn't she like 15 at this time? That'd be a little... Which seems odd if it's written by Dr. Luke. I don't know. That's, if I'm Miley, I, I don't know if I would like owning up to that if I'm Miley Cyrus, unless she's trying to like accuse her of something. I don't know. Or, or, or accuse Dr. Luke, which is possible because he's had his own legal issues, which... Uh, oh, the Kesha stuff, that was him. Yeah, the Kesha stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of legal issues, we have a song written by Chris Brown up next. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disturbia by Rihanna. Oh, That's Rihanna's second song of the year. This was uh, August 23rd to August 30th, two weeks. It was, yes, co-written by Chris Brown. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, so this to me, it's like, you know, this is kind of that classic, like, Rihanna sound, like, obviously a lot mm -hmm. more upbeat than Take a Bow. Um, I think it's a good pop song. I mean, mm -hmm. uh I, I mean, I really, I think my favorite part is, like, you know, the bum, bum, beat bum, bum, like, you know, yeah. the, that, like, to me, that sets it apart a little bit. I think the chorus is really good. I think the verses are, like, fine. Um, you know, it's a really solid song. I think, uh, you know, more memorable than Take a Bow for, I think, obvious reasons, but got to give credit to Chris Brown. I agree with yeah. you. I, I, the only thing I'll add is that what something I noticed for the first time listening for this was that that bum bum beat em part that you talked about it's in the lead vocal line but then there are other parts where that's like layers on is just part of the background track which I think is pretty cool like mm. it's just it kind of fits in with the instrumentation while she's singing a different verse that you know doesn't have it in that it works in the background too cool little touch yeah yeah very fun uh I like Rihanna this year especially uh I'd say it's even better than the Shia LaBeouf psychological mm. thriller from the previous year, which will forever be linked <laughs> to this song for me because I saw that movie in theaters. And then I was like, what, wasn't that just the name of the movie? I remember being confused and yeah. not having seen the movie, but like, wasn't that just a movie? <laughs> no, so, so there's no, is there any, I mean, besides maybe just like being influenced title, like, is there no connection between the two? You don't think Chris Brown and Rihanna saw this movie I, I'm with sure. Shia LaBeouf and they were like, I got it. Her next problem. <laughs> I mean, I feel like 
and you know it's going for like a very like you know spooky feel like mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it is a good name Hitchcockian sure yeah <laughs> like this is you know Rihanna's going dark during this period so mm-hmm. it's like kind of like fits that you know her image at the time um September 6th to September 20th and then comes back Oh, this comes twice yes. again. Okay, October fourth, October eleventh, and then November first, November eighth. Well, that's a weird year. Just songs going back and forth. Well, it's not even the last one that had three separate appearances. I, I know. <laughs> uh, we have Ti with whatever you like. So T.I. appears a few times on this list. This is a big year for T.I. Um, I'll mention that a few, I think 2006, I my number one song of the year was uh, a T.I. song, uh, 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 What You Know. And to me, like, I think it, I think when this came out, I liked these songs. I liked these T.I. songs that were, like, really big and everywhere. I think now I don't. Um, I don't really like when T.I. makes these, like, pop songs. I like when he's, you know, grittier and, you know, more just straight rap and, like, southern rap, you know, Atlanta rap. Um, you know, this is a very catchy song, but I feel like it's just like very disposable. Yeah, I'm being annoyingly repetitive, but this is I feel like this is the best case in point of catchy chorus, just really uninteresting verses. Like the part we just heard is just like da da da. It's just like so like yeah. on the beat, every word he says, mm-hmm. like no change in tempo, no change in dynamics, and then get to the chorus, people sing along, have fun dancing, and then back to another boring verse. Mm-hmm. But really good chorus. Good uh, chorus. So I, I like this one. This one is on my plus list. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, yeah, definitely a good chorus. Uh, September twenty seventh, only one week at number one. We have the return of Pink, who we've talked about mm-hmm. a few times. It's called So What. A lot of really standout lyrics in that song. Uh, what a weird song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's because I I like I wrote in the chat like listening to that that it was like the same what I call a DDR sound uh, in the background, and then yeah, I forgot I forgot immediately it turns into like this Irish folk song thing or whatever. <laughs> Is it just like, is it like the blaring sense of like, you know, uh-huh. like, you know, like it could almost be like remixed into like a club song. Uh-huh. But then, yeah, it's like the Irish like drinking verses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Very odd. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know what you guys think about pink. I'll say I think I never liked pink and I never really understood the appeal. Uh, um, as like somebody that was into, you know, rock music, that's what I considered that I liked. And uh, pink was kind of like the pop rock uh, queen. And I just never got it. Uh, that I always thought she was really corny, <laughs> um, which I think she is uh, still. <laughs> yeah, um, we must have talked about it. Pink, I mean, she's had multiple number ones. I, I, I think we've definitely talked about her, like, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think she's kind of like Usher, like, you know, kind of has always been like pretty consistently around you know, for years and years. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's why, like, I mean, when we talked about I Kiss a Girl, it's like, to me, like, that sounds like it could be a pink song. Like, mm-hmm. yes. like that's, her, yes. that's, that's the sound that, like, she had established for, like, you know, years by this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the best part about the song is some of the, like, kind of lyrics are just kind of funny and, like, ridiculous, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, like the opening lyric about like breaking up with her husband and like, you know, <laughs> fights and stuff like, I don't know, it, it catches your attention. Um, I, yeah, I mean, in terms of Pink, I would say like, there are songs I like more than others. There's a few songs I like, kind of years back, I liked a lot. Um, I feel like, I feel like she was very like, con- I mean, like very consciously going for like I'm gonna be like yeah like the kind of pop rock person with like some yeah. rock like yeah and I think she does that like really well like you know super catchy I mean this is a really catchy song like it's a it's literally just like people like you know screaming the chorus like <laughs> in the stadium um but it's also kind of a silly song I mean like the Irish like you know <laughs> pretty silly like, i the points for like ridiculousness uh <laughs> yeah i mean and look i mean she's probably going for that so yeah yeah you know uh but yeah i mean i so to me like it's not one of her best songs that you know of the big hits to me at least but you know it's certainly catchy like so many of other songs I, I yeah I agree I like pink I think I think I liked her at the time but I also remembering I also remember confusing her a lot with Gwen Stefani and I don't really know why I guess they like they just had they both had short it. hair yeah it was, but they were both going for like a pop rock like you yeah know. they did kind of like try to go a little harder than the top of the time and like a little bit of a punky vibe even if yeah. it wasn't always in the songs well like um, no doubt like you know that's yeah. like epitome of like um yeah and i think susan's got me to appreciate pink more since then and i do like the song but yeah i agree not my favorite thing but anything that kind of stands out for me i always enjoy on these lists and this is definitely one that does that my my favorite song that we listened to in the past was the song don't let me get me from like early 2000 that's like more straight pop but she kind of started off like more R&B actually, but then she like, she's got like really like, I'm rock, like, you know. She's I, a rock star. She said so. In this I song. know. Literally. She's got her, that. she has her rock boots. Jessica <laughs> Simpson was such a punching bag. Starts, on the side. Starts, I feel I, bad. She, she 
rip, she ripped on her like multiple times in multiple songs. I'm pretty sure. And like, I feel like other people. She was very, like, no, like, you that know, was the go-to. This was. Oh, she like yeah, she she definitely like went out of her way to be like, I am not Britney Spears. I am not Jessica Simpson. Like, I'm yeah. not a pop star. Like, I'm a rock star. I'm a rock star. Yeah. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Britney Spears. Um, mm. Oh, wait, no, no. Just kidding. No. Just, I, not yet. Oh, not, not, not quite. Hold on. Um, I, I got to have Bad segue. <laughs> Speaking of T.I. again. You should yeah. just roll with it. Nobody can check No one, no. Um, T.I. Returns featuring Rihanna. Featuring uh with live your life hearing rihanna there but i uh, you know we Wait, i was gonna say i thought this was a rihanna song <laughs> yeah, uh, you wouldn't be like wrong to think that this, because yeah. <laughs> i mean this to me is like low in that the chorus is so much more memorable than the verses yeah like i don't think you know this is this is more a rihanna featuring ti song in my mind yeah yeah and i i think you know yeah i so yeah, when this song came out, I really did like. I like the song a lot, a lot. just because it's. Oh, I'm getting feedback. Um. Uh. Yeah, like I mean, I really like the song. It's, the, the chorus is just so. It's a huge chorus. Oh yeah. It's you know so big. Um. And that's kind of it for me. Like it's just like the chorus and the lyrics are so just like you know. Def, like cliche like you know inspirational stuff that ti did during this time that i don't really like anymore um uh it's worth mentioning in his opening verse he, he had a little <laughs> intro you already know what i'm gonna say yeah like he, 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 he dedicates the song basically to all my soldiers over there in iraq <laughs> <laughs> very interesting choice in 2008 2008 yeah <laughs> 2008 sure. not exactly he's still going hard for Iraq. i mean i mean to be well, maybe they, he, he supports our troops yeah okay doesn't they, they were still over the there yeah. they were still over there that you know this wasn't like it's not like it was post like just that they'd been over there for like five years by then but maybe he had like written it a few years ago and he just never got around to uh recording <laughs> it <laughs> It's possible. Um, well, my pushback to that would be the the Numa Numa song sample. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what we got to talk about. Okay. Right? Go. 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 Which I feel like at the time I kind of dismissed that song as too gimmicky because of that, and now it's like my favorite part of the song. I feel yeah. like using the auto tune vocals and that melody works so well in the song, and I really like it. And then I hate everything. All the GI parts I really don't like, but that is I really enjoy that. Uh, yeah, I was talking to uh, my wife, Sam, humble brag, uh, about this, and she was like, was this like the first song that was like sampling a meme song, <laughs> like what could be called an internet meme before the song is popular? I'm not sure. 
feel like it is like where i, I mean, feel like i knew the song as a as are like there a other song it's you so i i, I don't want to it's worth mentioning uh that I, this is the first time i've heard of this but that the, that the numa numa song itself was based on a real song by a moldovan pop group yeah the vid the viral video is just a guy lip syncing yeah numa numa Okay, so it was very yeah, consciously yeah. like we're taking this from the meme, which like just so you all know, I, yeah. this is from a I popular think it meme. Must have been. Um, it's like one of the first YouTube viral videos of all time. It's nuts, and I, 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 to be honest, I'd completely forgotten about like that element of the song. Like, <laughs> like oh yeah, that's where that's from. Okay, you know, which hey, like I give them credit for doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I like with so many of these songs. It's like I like the chorus, but the main guy is like pretty boring. Yeah, uh, that's like pop music, Numa. isn't it? <laughs> pop, that is pop music. <laughs> but like turning that Numa Numa like melody and then like rolling that into like that anthemic chorus, a pretty inspired yeah. choice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it is it worth mentioning that this was the number one song when Barack Obama was elected? <laughs> of course it is. There you go. They so. couldn't let it be womanizer, so they <laughs> they should have had the they should have had the a guy like perform it like the like inauguration or the like the you know yeah celebration. Um well I don't know. Well maybe this is a good time to interject about because this is immediately what I thought when you guys told me we were gonna do 2008. I was like, what was going on in 2008? I was like, whoa, that was the year Barack Obama got elected. Uh so that was like huge, uh, culturally, obviously, uh, going on. And I was disappointed to see that a certain song that I found very memorable from that year did not make the top 100, uh, which was a Barack Obama-related yeah. song. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Is it the Young Jeezy song? Yes. Yeah. Right? Uh, my President is Black. My Lambo's blue. Uh-huh. And I'll be goddamned yeah. if my rims ain't too. That's cool. Uh, Come on. That's, <laughs> that's like the funny. only song that I'm 100% sure came out in 2008. Oh. <laughs> hey, you're not right. Although I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he actually made it before he was elected. He did. I looked this up. Okay. So I did my, I did, this is the research I did for this episode. Very good. Very good. I, I did listen to this song and I was like, oh, pretty good. Uh, and, uh, he actually released it after Obama won the Democratic nomination, which I'm like, whoa, wow. uh, really seems like you're jinxing it, bro. Uh. <laughs> he was like, he's actually like a brilliant, like, political. He's like, like, <laughs> like, he's like, look, good, you know, George W. Bush is so unpopular that McCain is going to, you know, yeah, well, get a lot of that. And, you know, we don't In a parallel universe. He becomes Nate Silver. Uh, <laughs> young, young gz runs 5 five thirty eight or whatever, or whatever. um that's really funny um so i mentioned it briefly but we have october 25th oh and live your life uh, three separate times at number one uh which mm. again yeah um october 25th only one week at number one was womanizer by britney spears you got me going 
So this was a, what I remember is this was a bit of a comeback single mm-hmm. for Britney Spears, like post like all of her personal stuff. Um, like so, this was like there's so much build up to this. Um, it, to me, it's like it, it, like it, it's catchy, but it's also like it's so lifeless to me. <laughs> like there's just so little like. It's it's such a lifeless song. Like it's so produced. Um, I mean the production's good, like you know, it's mm-hmm. hits, but it almost feels like again, this could be a song by like anyone. Like it doesn't feel like a pretty song, like some of the older ones that everyone loves. So yeah, I don't I uh I didn't remember this song uh coming back to it. I was like, oh, womanizer Britney Spears, huh? Interesting uh i liked it uh fine i thought it was pretty good uh but yeah again but then i was even like looking over the list earlier today and i was like how did that go and i was like it's like womanizer womanizer (laughs) Uh, something like that uh but yeah i don't know i'm not really a britney expert at all uh shout out kentwood louisiana uh there you go um but uh, yeah, but I, I I couldn't remember this one, so I didn't think it was that memorable. But I enjoyed listening to it. <laughs> well, yeah, I liked it more than I expected. I um, yeah, I don't know. I enjoy. It. I think I really like the beat because it has this like it's so driving. Mm-hmm. Like it, I don't know. I kept like thinking, oh, it's speeding up, it's speeding up, but it's kind of just an illusion. I think with how like driving uh that the baseline is and it just kind of makes it feel like more up than actually is i don't know it's interesting you talk about like the repetitive lyrics because i'm just like reading about it and it's like there's like this big like debate between critics on like does that make it a bad song or not (laughs) i don't know this this is kind of a random line but i thought it's interesting it's like uh the song has been called, she said, what does he say? He says, it's been called lazy, largely by misinformed people who also think that Kylie's la-la-las would have been better with proper words. So he's like, no, that's the... Yeah, that's a weird thing to compare it to, though. Oh, no, we have a frozen will. Come back. <laughs> he's got to just be like, too. I don't know, it's, it's weird, like, you're not done, done. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you're you're back in action. Slowly turning off Wi-Fi and various devices to try to make this go smoother in my head. Um, yeah, I liked it more than expected, but I agree, not Bernie's best. You, you know what? I, I actually the one I I realized I think the one element I do like is I like the way her like phrasing in the verses. Like there's a moment she's like daddy oh and like kind of singing it like a like a <laughs> song almost so like, oh, that's kind of fun. I do like that part. Um it's produced by a group production team called the Outsiders. And when I looked them up, basically their only hit. They did a song for Cobra Starship that kind of the title looks a little familiar, but they basically produce like it's a, it shows like four songs they produced between the years 2008 and 2009 and then like nothing so very limited success. so i'm not seeing this appearing in a ddr uh game but a cover of the song did appear on just Bad dance in 2009 so just dance the ddr spiritual mm. successor yeah 
Um, but Just Dance had like a lot of just pop songs. There wasn't as much of like a, you I know, don't think I ever played Just Dance. I feel like DDR was more like you would have a lot of like techno music and like uh, Japanese music you'd never be exposed to otherwise. Yeah, yeah wow, it's a pretty wild track list. It's got a remix of A Little Less Conversation by Elvis. <laughs> it's got Dare by Gorillaz. It's got Heart of Glass. It's got I Get Around by the Beach Boys. Real nice. eclectic soundtrack. Nice. This, this is Just Dance. This is the first Just Dance in I, 2009. Yeah, I don't I don't even really remember that game. I mean, I, I remember DDR, but uh, maybe Just Dance should, maybe I should have been. It was, it was like a Connect a or Wii game. Yeah, right? it's like Wii. It's like, so they're actually, yeah. the yeah. arms mean something unlike DDR. You're right. And probably like, because they realize with DDR, it's like, well, what if we got like actual popular songs and mm-hmm. probably could find some success that way. Um, so then the last song that we wrap up 2008, so December 13th, and then it goes away, T.I. featuring Rihanna comes back, and then December 27th, we have Single Ladies by Beyonce. It's worth mentioning right at the bat, not only did you both, you know, show off, you know, you you did the little, you showed your rings, but if I caught it correctly, you were doing the dance move from the video. Which is- should have been in Just Dance. You get a definite- <laughs> Oh, is that, is that right? Did you have- you No, know, I said it should have been. The emote. <laughs> so my first thought of this song was, is a music video. Oh yeah, I mean, That's this fine. was like- I mean, this was like the viral video and 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 this was like when uh i guess like youtube reaction videos and parodies were first becoming like oh, yeah. very mainstream and this was like everywhere uh you know people dressing because it's it is a weird music video right like right in like leotards or something yeah uh, like, like, black or white which doesn't leotards. like fit the lyrics at all <laughs> uh but it's was there an snl parody yeah. of this video? yeah okay it's 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 very I, I think it's funny it's very silly but it's yeah uh if I remember correctly it's she was in it it was her Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake and they were playing like the dancers maybe someone else and I think Paul Rudd was like the director like <laughs> it was it was very silly like you know Lolion yeah. like, silly but I like Lolion so they guess uh, music videos since when. What? Like the I only thing I can think of is like since Toxic then? was Toxic. No, what was the business? This was the biggest music video since one. Before this, what was the yeah? Movie? Like like Toxic what, was pretty big, think? but I don't think it was as big. And then I can't toxic? think of anything at is all. Toxic on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I can't think of anything at all except for like going back to like Michael Jackson. I mean, well, like, obviously those are enormous. Well, I mean, you, like, right? But like you know, uh, like baby one more time but these are way back like yeah no but yeah like i think the music video is what like it still like is what i think a lot of people think and oh yeah well in fact to the point to the extent that i was like 
listening to the song again it felt like oh wait yeah this is how the song actually goes right, <laughs> like, yeah. i just think of the music wow. video and i don't even like think about listening to it because um, i feel like music videos were even i feel like already by 2008 they were kind of dying out it's the thing people were like talking well, about it. mtv was you know like fewer people were that. just like watching whatever it's called where they just oh. show all the music videos so it's worth mentioning too that the i mean one of the other things i associate this with is uh speaking of mtv the mtv awards uh hmm. i think for me like video of the year one of the biggest awards this lost out to what wow yes it lost out to uh a taylor either love story or, or you belong to me one of the taylor Swift songs and wait, this, is and this that's, is what what wait is that one kanye went yep. up that's oh wait I'm okay wait one. you know what oh <laughs> there's okay. everything i ever said about that he was completely right <laughs> <laughs> well no he was you absolutely was right about him um but that was you know that was what probably the biggest like you know at the time like kanye like controversy oh for, yeah obama I mean, even said something about it yeah you no. know what obama should have said obama was like uh he was totally right. beyonce should have got she called made him one of the best asshole. music videos of all time he called him an asshole which yeah. like i mean, you mean like, when you take that and crazy. you combine it with like George Bush just, doesn't care about black people. Uh-huh. Maybe if we just given credit for having Kanye for having yes. good opinions at the time, none of this would have happened. Yes. I this know. was awesome. exactly the turning point for Kanye when oh president. Well, I mean, come on. No, this is serious though. This is serious. Oh, oh, so you think he turned on the Democratic Party after this? Yes. I think if the first wow. black president, the Democratic Party, <laughs> you know, himself is calling you an asshole, wow. right? Like. I think like if you're psychologically, you know, uh, sensitive, uh, right? Never. Like that could be like if like I think and Kanye is like uh, somewhat insecure, right? I think that really did him off. I think that really did like deeply you, affect him. You might you uh, you might be right on that. Like you might have nailed it because and this all could have been also Ch- They're both Chicago, like you know. Yes, exactly. Like you know, it's all about like someone who would mean something like saying that i yeah no kind i mean you know i mean i i will bring up kanye again in this but like you know this period of kanye it's like look like he was making great music yeah even the controversies was like ultimately he was right should he have done that no but like you know all all this could have been avoided if they just correctly gave uh, the award to beyonce i know and then you know taylor swift gets all this like love uh that uh, yeah. they didn't even really need um or if liberals just all agreed that george bush didn't care about black people <laughs> we do agree right uh, but he got so much backlash for that even from yeah democrats well, that was uh i mean george bush okay well, no more political <laughs> yeah um so with the song itself um I, I really like the song. Great. Oh my God. Fantastic. Yeah. Um oh. I liked it when it came out. I I I I think it's kind of a weird song. Like I think, you know, the kind of the beat, the like, you know, I don't even know what you call it, like the weird synth, like the like, you know, but it's a weird it's kind of a weird and it's almost like a they call that an ascending whistle tune. Sure, yeah, <laughs> that sounds right. Um it almost sounds like uh, the verse to me almost sounds like a nursery rhyme type thing like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a kid's song 
Oh, yeah, it's a very weird, like lyrically is is very strange. Yeah, like it's like just like falling. It's just getting lower and lower. But it's so it's kind of a weird song. I, I don't know. I like and I don't like she didn't really make these types of songs. Like, you know, it kind of stands out in that way. Um so yeah, I mean, like, I don't think it's her best song by any measure, but like. And, you know, I think the music video should get, like, you know, it's classic enough that, like, you know, it deserves to get, like, the first, you know, that's the first thing that people think of. But I think the song itself is really good. I, I really like mm -hmm. the song. Yeah, I agree. I feel like you know that. I agree with everything you said. Really cool, funky beat with Wikipedia describes as hand claps, ascending whistle we talked about, and then it says Morse code beats. And I listened like three times trying to pick out anything that sounded like Morse code and I could not, but regardless, it's, I always like it when things have instrumentation that you've never seen in other songs. Yeah. I also have in my notes that I love the bridge and I think it makes a song, but now I can't think what the bridge is. So I need to read it. You said the bridge? Yeah. Oh, I like the bridge a lot. It's, well, I'm not gonna like, it's originally like, you know, don't do the thing of the world. I'm not that kind of girl. Like, Oh, that's right. Because she oh, yeah, starts yeah, with like yeah. she's like almost growling when she says "don't," and then it kind of just kind of like, like whisper you know, towards the end, which is cool. Yeah, it. I I do like that. That's it's a very good bridge. And I saw a quote that says she thinks that's why it won like song of the year or, or whatever award it won. She said she chalks it all up to the bridge. I, that's what that's what Beyonce says. Yeah, that's what Beyonce says. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> um, I don't understand these music awards at all. <laughs> I am like. I, I just think that the bridge is it's the part of the song that doesn't sound like the other parts yes the bridge <laughs> is just if you figure out what the chorus is and you figure out the verses are then the bridge is what's left out yeah yeah <laughs> and sometimes it's minor um so that's 2008 i almost said 18 2008 uh top so, top artists number one artists by week ti ruled and florida t-pain rihanna um mm -hmm. Yeah, any 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 last I mean before we get to our top five, any any last final thoughts on 2008? On any songs or these just like the general like year. I mean, we don't like I like to sometimes, you know, ask if anyone has any final thoughts just on the year in general. Um, I think the number ones ended up being pretty solid, at least better than I expected. But then as a whole, the top hundred I felt was really low. Like yeah, not, I think, I, I think it, it was, was very hard for me to find songs, find, yes. find songs for my top five going through the top 100. Me too. I absolutely um, agree. I was like, at first I was like, wow, maybe pop music actually was good. Uh, and because I, I thought these number ones were generally very good. Uh, and even the ones I didn't like so much, I was like, okay, this isn't like a bad song. Uh, but the top 100, I thought was like a lot of garbage and it reminded me like why I didn't like pop music <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of songs that are like very like, you know, it's like you go back and like, oh, I remember this and like, but it doesn't really, it didn't like stay in the zeitgeist or whatever. Yeah, a lot of that more of that like auto tune that I didn't really like and yeah, all the other songs that feature T-Pain <laughs> that we didn't talk about. <laughs> um, should we get to our top fives? Let's do it. Let me go first because I don't like my top five. Let me go. All right, fine. I don't feel good about where I ended up. Okay. All right. Um, number five. I think it's a bit of a cheesy song, 
but I think it's pretty and it still gets stuck in my head sometimes and it doesn't bother me when it does. And that is Love Song by Sarah Bareilles. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to play a little snippet. But you make this hard on me. I'm not going to write you a love song because you asked for it. I'll keep the snippets short. Cute. <laughs> Look, cute. I, I like it. I like it. She, you know, she, she she does Broadway now. She writes musicals. She was on. Well, have you seen the show? Uh, the uh, Girls Five Eva. I watched the first mm-hmm. few. I liked it. I didn't love it. But... Oh, I love. I thought it's hilarious. That's one of my favorite comedies. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like a Tina Fey comedy. Um, yeah, no, but you can you can like tell because it's like it's such like a well done song. It's like, oh yeah, she's a good songwriter. Like, uh, yeah. Um. My next song, I thought about taking off the list because of some recent controversy in the news. Yeah, I know. Um, but decided to go with, uh, you know, love the artist, not the, or love the art, not the artist. And I'm not talking about Kanye. I'm talking about MIA with the yeah. big play. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll also mention that is in my top five, too. Same. Okay. Oh. I get one done in a second if you wait. Sometimes I think sitting on trains. Every step I get to, I'm clocking that game. Everyone's a winner, we're making our fame. Bonafide hustler, making my name. So- still, still one of the weirdest songs. Oh my god. The first time I heard the like cash register, it's like, holy shit, Hell. this is, yeah, this should not work, but it's not really <laughs> Um, um I'm, probably I'm, should have put it higher if I'm being honest now that I think about it. But it's I think it's worth shouting out two things here. One is people forget the what what helped propel the song into the mainstream was a movie. Uh, Slumdog Pineapple. Millionaire. No, Pineapple Express. Oh right, yes, that's right. Because uh, it was in the she might have, you know, she might have done songs, for, but but it was Pineapple Express. But then it was in the movie Slumdog Millionaire, but that was next year. Was it? It was, yeah. It says is featured in the popular 2008 films, Pineapple Express and Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, okay. I did not, Maybe. I remember it kind of. I was of way Express, ahead of the curve not... on Slumdog Millionaire. I was like seeing Slumdog Millionaire before it was cool. And then it turned out <laughs> that it became Best Picture and I was really surprised. Well, it didn't come out because I, my girlfriend at the Christmas. time was from India and she was like, oh, you should check out this movie. And I was like, this rocks. This is a great movie. And it has this song that I love, uh, Paper Planes in it. I remember liking the movie a lot. I do not remember this needle drop from that movie. It's when they're on the train, I think. Shout, shout out to one of the great samples of really recent memory. This, you know, sampling The Clash, one of the best samples. What's the, I don't know The Clash well enough. What's the sample? Here, I, I'll play a snippet. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. A song, it's a song called Straight to Hell. Um, speaking of very strange songs that are somehow work. Here, I'll play a little snippet. How's about a British jig and real? Speaking King's English in quotation as railhead pounds feel. Yeah, there's a, a well the, like the guitar, you know, the, the you know, yeah, yeah. I heard it. Um yeah, great song. Um three, I did I kissed a girl, which I don't know. I felt like doing one from the number ones. I'm iffy on it. That should have actually ended up on my list or not. Uh, two, I'd say 
probably the most talked about song in our high school of any song from this uh, list. I could be wrong. Don't know where I'm going with this. Another one that gets people on the dance floor at weddings still, though you don't hear it as much as uh, Low. It's Crank That by Soul. Oh, <laughs> oh that's still in the charts? Oh, okay. We, yeah. we, we, we had talked about that. because I was, what like, was that into? I don't remember talking about it last episode. Yeah. It yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it was only five months. Superman. Oh, wait, that's a remix. Nope. Superman. Oh. Yeah, why me crack that Robocop? Superman, I why me jock? Jocking on them, hate them, man. When I do that, soldier boy, I lean to the left and crack that thing now. You. Do they still play that song? I guess they kind of do. No, come on, no. I could yeah. be complaining it because I, they now play it at uh, Northwestern games, <laughs> but it definitely has had staying power. That's for sure. Um, I totally disagree. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of about that. Well, DJ I, Commando at Northwestern games at Renfield still plays Soldier Boy, and wait. the student section who was, uh, you know, barely alive when it came out still danced to it. <laughs> people know people know the soldier boy dance uh-huh that, that's kind of amazing crank that um i think it's legitimately a good song i uh, when we reviewed it the last time i like i liked it more than i i hated it when it came out but yeah I, me too and I but a big part of that was all the rumors about what it meant to superman superman thing that hell yeah. yes what and, that means yeah. <laughs> but i'm pretty sure that's all just fabrication i don't think it sounds it sounds very made up yeah I don't even think at the time it up. sounded made up but i think i was convinced like oh well, i can't like that then that's that's horrible yeah um, um number one um definitely a major influence uh for my way but i think it's a great song is sorry kanye love story by taylor Swift. interesting Okay, let's play a little bit of Love Story. That you were Romeo, you were throwing pebbles, and my daddy said, Stay away from Juliet. And I was crying on the staircase, begging you, please don't go. And I said, Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. Um, early. Taylor is not my favorite, but this song I've always liked. Um, and when I say always, I mean <laughs> since like 2016, 17, because I didn't really listen to it at the time much. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty song. As you've seen in a few of my choices, the like kind of more gentle, pretty songs stand out to me, I think because of how different most of the number ones were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it a lot. And these Taylor Swift songs definitely stand out in this time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> and not really what's like cool or new or you know whatever yeah this is a, well, she I, was very country at this time yeah this is still she very like country. except that she had already broken out with uh or is he blowing with me after this i don't know but either way like her pop turn is already in full effect yeah i will i will say i because this song and, and you belong with me are like the same period so i associate them uh I really wanted to put this song on my list and I, and I didn't because I, but You Belong With Me, like, I think that's an amazing song. I love that song. It's so catchy. I mean, this is a super catchy song, but. Is You Belong With Me after this or before? Because I feel like it's got to be in the top. It's just, I mean, it's the same album. Like, right. I think it was like. Right. Sing- we'll be talking about it next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go and then Max, we can wrap up with you. Um. So, uh, 
yeah, I'll just do my top five. Um, so number five is um, somewhat of a one-hit wonder. Uh, it's American Boy, which is Estelle featuring Kanye West. American Boy. He said, hey, sisters, really, really nice to meet ya. I just met this five for seven guy who's just my type. Like the way he's speaking, his confidence is peaking. So, so to me, like, I think this is a song I still hear, like, at, like, you know, parties and what, like, I think this is very much, like, still a very popular song. I don't know. Like, I agree. if you guys still. I don't think I, I'm not sure if I listened to this. One. I don't think it's that common, but I've definitely heard it in the not too distant past. I, I like it. It's It was on my short list. Yeah, it's a very, uh, it's like one of those pop songs I feel like everyone likes. Um, and Actually, I really like Kanye's verse on it. It's a very like fun like verse, memorable verse. Um, and there's more Kanye to come. I hate to admit, but you know, uh, this is when he wasn't super anti-Semitic. Uh, <laughs> number four is Lollipop by Lil Wayne. I've, I've already spoken on that. Uh, number three is Paper Planes by M.I.A. Um, you know. I still don't know if I it's weird like I I like the song I don't know if I love the song like I think people like at the time were like oh this song is like you know you know it's like way up for like you know pitchfork and like you know every publication like this you know um but it's a really cool unique song obviously um number two is another it's a Kanye West song it's called Flashing Lights but she believe in shoes and cars, wood floors in the new apartment, couture from the store's departments. You more like love to start shit. I'm more of the trips to Florida, order the orders, views of the water, straight. Yeah, I mean, that, that song kind of blew me away when I first heard it. I was like, wow, these like synths are huge. And like, I mean, this whole album was like so big, like, and it's not even my favorite Kanye album by any measure, but. This song to me was like always a standout. Um, just a really cool like synth sound. Uh, I gotta apologize, David. If, if it was my fault, we pushed this back. If we could have just recorded this at the original date, you wouldn't have yeah, well, for putting Kanye. In. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I have no other problem with him. Uh, <laughs> that's the only problem is nothing else he's done that I don't like. Um, and uh, number one uh, is a Millie by Lil Wayne. I mean, to, to me, it's like that just epitomizes his thing, like. And to me, like, I mean, this was a song that, like, to me was in, like, the, like, people, like, were, I, I remember, like, people putting in, like, their Facebook bios, like, lyrics from that, just, you know, they're, they're very, like, memorable lyrics, like, ridiculous, like, little, like, punchlines and, you know, but it's also, like, such a minimalist, like, you know, simple beat. I, I just, I, I, when it came out, I was like, this doesn't sound like anything else that's out right now. And I still think it doesn't really sound like anything. Uh, 
I, I really, I, this is one of my favorite Lil Wayne songs, certainly. I love that song. Still stuck in Kanye. First Kanye came for George Bush, and I wasn't George Bush, so I didn't say that. <laughs> Then Kanye came for Taylor Swift. Then he came for Taylor Swift. Wow. Then he was really right was... about both of them. <laughs> and then he came for the Jews, and there was nobody to stand up for Dave. You know, he's come, he's come for a lot of other people, to be fair, between Taylor Swift and the Jews. But I, I get the sentiment. Um, that's fair. Ignore that. That's fine. Um, all right, Max, you have your top five? Sure, sort of. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, okay, so I want to start number five with one that I learned from preparing for this podcast. I did not know this song, but I really dug it. Uh, Take You There by Sean Kingston. This I gotta hear. <laughs> Take You There? Take You There. Okay, let's see. I'll probably remember it. Let's see. <laughs> No beautiful uh, girls, but <laughs> yeah, some uh, yeah, Jamaican vibes. I don't know. I was very into uh, like Bob Marley in my early uh, dad rock kind of phase, and uh, I feel like I never really appreciated the actual like Jamaican pop hip hop music that was coming out of my time. And I think I do actually really like it if I gave it more of a shot. Dance <laughs> based on this, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um okay uh yeah then next i put uh the other katy perry hit uh hot and cold or hot and in cold yeah hot and cold mm, cold That's a good song. Very silly uh, lyrics. Also, this one, the other one is homophobic. This one is just straight up misogynistic, I think. Like, uh, she's like talking about. Uh, she's I like, just naming opposite. She literally, no, no, she literally <laughs> says, like, you change. She's like, she like says that he's on PMS or something. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> like it's one of the first lyric lines <laughs> of the song i mean so she was really she was really going for like the like i'm gonna like you know yeah be like i'm the like you know naughty i'm like, naughty i'm, like, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm mean make to fun women. of everyone yeah <laughs> as long as they're women uh but yeah um but no I, that's a really fun song um and then ooh, i have to pick of those three you're allowed uh, honorable mentions if there are any you want to name well, oh well honorable mention if i can get it to get played has to go back to my president is black was it uh what that was on, that was on the list what no <laughs> <laughs> then it doesn't get played <laughs> You know, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna close the whole episode with that song. <laughs> yeah, it'll oh, be yeah. like the outro music. I, I just like I heard that song so many times. I think because my brother uh, thought it was hilarious that uh, it is funny. Song, like came, it was just so funny to just be like 
it's like the middle of the year it's not even elected yet and we already have like this celebration song and then it was worked and then we were like finally we could put it on without jinxing it that's the uh, type of thing that's it's like surprising the reverse didn't happen for hillary winning you know i know that's what my, my president is a woman yeah just the a premature celebration was so would have been so yeah good. yeah yeah there, there are probably some examples that i'm forgetting yeah, yeah. well the doughboys is a, is a famous <laughs> one yeah <laughs> that's, yeah funny Oh man. I don't want to step um, on your top three, so I want to name my my only honorable mention that I forgot to say was um uh See You Again by Miley Cyrus. I like didn't remember this one and I was surprised how it's like kind of a rock song and it works, I thought. Uh, but you don't need to play it. We can keep it moving. Which yeah. one? I, I, See I, you again. I knew the other one that appeared on the list from her. I think I, that's more I, I, I that, only vaguely be, knew this one. It might be let's hear. It might be technically a Hannah Montana song. memory that's all but i feel like i feel like the whole hannah montana was like past our age group anyway oh I, yeah i hated it because it was like my sister was watching it so much and right it's like yeah so it's right in that window but i've come to appreciate miley we'll hear more from miley mm-hmm. okay, um, then, okay. then i've got uh don't stop the music i'm kind of surprised i didn't put that on my list rihanna um Yes, it's because we talked about it last episode. Is why I think both of us. Yeah, maybe maybe I skipped it. Um, it was more of a 2007 song. Oh, oh, I'll play. The same with Soldier. Which was because I was kind of thinking of that with with single ladies is more of a 2009 song. That's. The M, the Michael Jackson sample. <laughs> You'll get there something. Think all right, Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I gotta put a number two, the number one song of the year, low. Uh, okay. Um, because it is in the absolute upper echelon of hit the dance floor wedding song, uh, and will be for decades to come, perhaps. Um. <clears throat> And then uh, number one, no doubt in my mind, as soon as I saw the list, I was like, oh, okay. I know exactly what the number one song is. The only song on the entire list that I liked in 2008, uh, Paper Planes, MIA. It had such a huge crossover like appeal, right? In that it was like all the indie yeah. uh, kids, we were like, this song is great. And then it became like, actually like a mainstream uh hit song too um and we were all like it was a real like you know bridging bridging the yeah it, we were all like we can all just get along uh with this uh this weird sri lankan uh rapper uh i remember my mom liking cash this register song. yeah it's awesome <laughs> there you go and a lot of like sound effects <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's got all the Foley artists that are really up. It <laughs> reaches everybody. Every little gunshots and it's yeah, what a weird it's, song. What a, yeah, it's weird for such a weird song to be so well received by such a wide variety of audiences. Mm-hmm. 
And there are other songs from that album. I was like, this is catchier. Like, why is this not the big song? I was like, you know, it sounds weird. It sounds unique. <laughs> I don't think I've listened to like any other MIA. You might like those albums. I think you would. They're interesting. They're, they're, I, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not really going back to them, but they're really interesting and different. Very like global sounding, obviously. Paper uh, Planes. Also, there's a cocktail named after it called the Paper Plane oh. that is named after the song. That is a famous, it? it's a famous modern cocktail. Uh, I think I have had it. It is good. It's one of these like uh, kind of, I think it's like a Negroni riff or something like that. One of these equal parts cocktails. I'll have to. I'm gonna next time I go to a bar, I'm gonna ask for a paper plane. They're gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, probably. You gotta go to the right bar. <laughs> equal parts <laughs> bourbon, Aperol, Amarone Nonino, which I don't know what that is, and lemon juice. Oh, it's it's a riff on the last word, if I if I recall correctly, not an Amarone. <laughs> I don't even know what a last word is, but. Something similar to that. Uh, <laughs> it says the recipe is a riff on the last word, which is a riff on the classic Corpse Reviver number two. A New Orleans cocktail, Corpse Reviver number two. With that, <laughs> uh, that is 2008. So thank you, Max. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, Thanks for fun. joining us in our journey back into 2008. Hopefully we will be back sooner than five months, right, Will? I'm confident. I think we can figure it out. We'll be back in 2009, and like I promised, we will wrap up with. On my way to survival. Black and